Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with a, I guess you would call it a Steelers post-game show, even though the Steelers didn't play. This is week four. They should have played. They didn't play. They were on an early bye week, and so we decided as a collective, myself, Dave Schofield, and Brian Anthony Davis, to congregate. And let's talk about the games that were in week four. All AFC North teams played at the 1 o'clock time period the Ravens, the Browns, and the Bengals. And so we figured we would talk about that and rehash all that. But before we get to that, I want you all to tell me what you did this bye week. Because I'm always curious how people spend the bye week. You know, do you watch a lot of football or do you go and get stuff done that you need to get done? Brian, welcome to the show. Tell us what you did this weekend. Well, I uh, cleaned the basement trying to get the Steeler room back after two years, after week one, 2018, when we had the great flood yeah. uh, during the Cleveland game. It's funny because my buddy who watches the games with me, he starts pacing because the Steelers are going to end up tying. Next thing you know, he's like, you got water back here. And then everything ended. I didn't even see the rest of that tie, which kind of glad. But yeah. two, two years later, we're trying to get that back in order, getting a floor laid out. It's going to happen pretty soon. So I did that. Then had a nice little Sunday today. A little Target. A little uh, <laughs> a, a little uh, furniture store. And, and I get my new recliner. So I brought my recliner home. I sat down to watch these uh, AFC North games and promptly fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That quote from old school. Nice little Saturday. You know, <laughs> Home Depot, I don't know if we'll have enough time. I don't know if I've done <laughs> Dave Schofield. Welcome to the show. What'd you do this weekend? Well, I had some various things on my plate for this weekend anyway, so it kind of rolled, rolled into that. I had a, um, a small outdoor gathering last evening to uh, wrap up my softball season. And so I didn't have to stress about getting as much stuff going on with the Steelers. It was going to be a very, very, very tight and busy weekend for me. But instead, I had a I, very similar to Brian, you know, just, you know, got to got to get up and and and, and go to church this morning. It didn't have to rush the kids off the playground afterwards because I didn't have to get home to, to write about inactives. And uh, and then I actually made lunch, which I do every other day of the week, except usually on Sundays. I'm just so busy that um, people have to fend for themselves. And um I went to actually try to get my son to take a nap, which I do six days a week, except when the Steelers are playing. And I'm like, I can do it this Sunday. He did not proceed to nap, but much like Brian Anthony Davis, I did. So that was my Sunday. It was glorious. And arguing with Jeff about point counterpoint stuff. Yeah. So you have to check out, if you're watching us live on YouTube, you have to check out our um, Let's Ride podcast. Dave joined me for my Let's Ride. It's in the morning. It's just on audio platforms. So make sure you check that out uh, Monday morning. Uh, if you're listening to this Monday afternoon, make sure you go back and check it out on uh, Monday morning. I actually spent all shoot the whole weekend was outside. I a ton of yard work had removed uh, the root system, cut a tree down uh, and removed the roots of the tree on Saturday. Then I painted the front porch, uh, the pillars and everything. And then today, my kids talked me into putting up all the stupid Halloween decorations. I love Christmas <laughs> decorations. I hate Halloween decorations. I don't know why. They look yeah. junky to me. Same here. And so I'm like, cool, we do it. Come out. Fine. Let's do it. Let's get the stupid things out, and we'll put them up for a month, and we'll put them away for a year. So I was doing that, but I was checking in on my FanDuel. I got to be honest. I didn't watch a ton of AFC North football today. Um, but before we get to that, we're going to talk about that. Sean Manahan puts $2 in the tip jar. So 16-0 steal 
S-T-E-E-L for those in audio platform on the table. That's right. Undefeated. Pittsburgh remains undefeated. 3-0. Celebrate. Celebrate. Okay. AFC North action. Every single team that played this weekend was victorious. That's right. Even the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow gets his first victory in the National Football League. We're going to start there, right, Brian? Yes, we are. They were at home playing the Jacksonville in this case, the Jags, we're just going to say Jagovs <laughs> because they couldn't do anything. That porn stash let me down. And it's really when porn lets you down, you know, it's a bad thing. So um, the Jaguars, Bengals, Joe Burrow, he he looked like he was going to break out for a while. 33 to 25. A Cincinnati Bungle win. That is his first NFL victory. They are now one, two, and one, and looking like they're putting an offense together. Are they really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Burrow Burrow is running for his life. For every time I've watched him yeah. play, like he is literally running for his life. Um, guys, I I don't know what what is what is it. <laughs> Is this say more about the Jaguars? Or is it more about the Bengals? Dave, what do you think? Um, I don't. I, I don't think it doesn't give me a big vote of confidence in the Bengals. I mean, the Bengals could have had another at least three, if not seven, points in this game. But but the um, I'm pretty sure it was the tight end that just decided to kind of uh, want a great throw from Burrow. Just let Miles Jack take the ball away from him in the end zone for an interception. Um, at a very key point in the game as well. So I, I don't know that this says a ton about the Bengals. I tell you, you know, you know who it does say something about this bothered me. It said, you know what? I thought this was going to be the week. I thought it was going to be a breakout week. I thought I'd go for them in FanDuel. Uh-uh. How about AJ Green? One catch on five targets for three yards. He's he's been awful. He, he was been- cheap. He but he's I, been he's been targeted a ton by by Joe Burrow. Like Bur- yep. Burrow is clearly trying to make him a, a a main key point in that offense, and he's he just doesn't look the same, don't you think, Brian? No, he's done. I I really think. <laughs> oh that wow, he's you're going that yeah. far? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I'm going to go that far because they are looking now at Tyler Boyd, and they're also looking at T Higgins. T Higgins a second week in a row put up numbers. He put 77 yards today. Boyd put up close to 90. You know, they, those are the number one and number two guys there. I, you know, he's going to be around the rest of the year, but remember they put up over 30 points last week as well. The Cincinnati Bengals did Joe Burrow's finding his footing. He is go- He's not having a Ben Roethlisberger type rookie year, but he's, he's putting it together. And this is a team that could have won in week one. They could have won last week as well. You know, so, you know, they're not going to lay down for teams. This isn't your typical bungle team. They're not, they're not coming to the playoffs, but they're going to make life uncomfortable for teams. And they could make life uncomfortable for, for the Steelers. You got to see, too, with A.J. Green, you have to think, here's a veteran receiver. And came to the league, played with Carson Palmer, and then you had Andy Dalton for all those years. And I'm not saying that Andy Dalton was some type of godsend as a quarterback we all know that's not the case but at the same time he might be getting really frustrated with a rookie you know i mean the timing might be off but again it's not that the the, not that burrow is not throwing the ball his way 
Dave, you said five targets today. I think he was targeted like eight or nine times in his when week one. He's nine thrown times. his way nine <laughs> times. <laughs> Sorry. No, and I think here's good, Dave. I, I, I played him in FanDuel. And he is cheap. You know He's cheap now. Do you know how many times I figure out a lineup and I'm like, oh, I've got a couple hundred bucks left over. I can go back and upgrade. It's not an upgrade. You know who I took out of the lineup? CD Lamb. <laughs> I took him out to put in AJ Green. Price is right. Where's this ad trombone? But I think we can all agree, and they're saying this in the live chat, Joe Burrow does look like an NFL quarterback, even as a rookie. And I'll tell you what, the the one thing that that impresses me the most about him is he's tough. He has been absolutely clobbered every single time he steps on the field. I mean, he's taken some huge hits. His offensive line's not doing him any favors. And he keeps getting back up and he's tough. He does have small hands, but other than that, he looks like a good quarterback. So Bengals win one, two, and one still basement dwellers in the AFC North, but go ahead, Brian. Yeah. One more thing, you know, 30 points in week two, 33 last week, the Steelers have not eclipsed 30 points yet this year. So I'm just saying that there's a reason for that. Yeah. They, they, they knelt down. It was actually have a defense. They don't have to put up that many points. Like Jeff, because Jeff said they're kneeling down in the red zone at the end of the game. They could put up that many. I'm just saying this. He had a good stat line today 300 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. This is shaping up as we're going to continue to talk to going to be a very good division in the entire NFL. Compared to others. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Compared to others. So, um, what game are we going to next, Brian? What's the other AFC North game? Well, let us go to the most disappointing game for me because this is the one game that I thought, even though I predicted the Cleveland Browns to win this game, I told you the other day, take the points, but the Browns are going to win outright. They did. The Cowboys tried to come back. Browns 49, Cowboys 38. They put it on the Dallas Cowboys today, and they put it on in a lot of different ways. Again, I'm going to ask you guys the same question. Does this say more about the Browns or more about the Cowboys? Because now all of a sudden the Cowboys, correct me if I'm wrong, Brian, are one and three. Yes. In that one win, they had to rely on Atlanta Falcons forgetting how to recover an onside kick and letting the ball just roll. And then get, that's how they had to win their only game. So Dave, we'll throw it over to you like we did last time. Does it say more about the Browns or more about the Cowboys? I'm saying it says more about the Cowboys. Um, we know that the Cowboys can't stop anybody. Uh, their offense is pretty decent, but it doesn't matter if you can constantly put up 30 points if you're giving up 40 points. That's what they're dealing with. And the, it was just there were, I mean, come on. The Browns, I don't know if you guys saw this. The Browns get a after the Cowboys went for their first onside kick, kind of. On the very next play, the Browns score a touchdown. Then they kick the extra point. They block the extra point. Here they were offsides the blocking, but it didn't matter. They blocked the extra point, but then the Cowboys touch the ball and let the Browns fall on in the end zone for a two-point conversion. I mean, that's how much they're screwing the kind of, that kind of stuff up. I mean, nothing seems to be going right for the for for the Cowboys defense. They can't really, I mean, that, that stuff's just I got so much more out of the Cowboys from what I saw that game than I did from the Browns. 
and they're really banged up. They've got a lot of injuries on that team. The cow, the Cowboys do, but regardless of who you're playing, you got to take advantage of opportunities. And Cleveland did that. I mean, Brian, what did you take away from this game? Well, I hope you're right, Dave, because in week one, they looked horrible, absolutely, you know, despicable against the Ravens, but now they've reeled off three straight wins. You know, Baker Mayfield, and we talked about this on the preview the other day, Baker Mayfield does not have to do a lot. He basically has to manage and they spread it out a whole lot. Baker's line was 19 for 30, 165 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. There was another touchdown pass in that game and it was Jarvis Landry to his old LSU buddy, Odell Beckham Jr. But look at the rushing in this game. Nick Chubb, who went out with a knee, an apparent knee injury in the second second quarter, I believe, you know, he had six rushes for 43 yards, 7.2. He looked like Nick Chubb. Then he went down. But he ended up being the fourth leading rusher for that team with 43 yards. De'Ernest Johnson, you might be saying who, but all I'm saying is 7.3 yards, 90, excuse me, 95 yards, a 7.3 average. Odell Beckham had 73 yards. Kareem Hunt had 71 and two touchdowns. You know, Beckham had that touchdown as well. So they they are spreading things out with this team. And we talk about the Steelers having a lot of weapons. You know, I didn't even talk really much about Jarvis Landry receiving the ball, but they spread it around. And now they have two tight ends on that team. Harrison Bryant, the Florida Atlantic rookie, and Austin Hooper, they had nine catches combined for 71 yards. So this is a team that can beat you in a lot of ways. And they have an offensive coach in Kevin Stefanski. I am concerned about the Cleveland Browns. They are no longer, when it's brown, flush it down. Do we have Jeff? <laughs> I don't know if we have Jeff. Jeff looks like he's pondering the situation. Yes, he does. So. I don't know. I still think Baker Mayfield sucks, and I don't – what? Yeah, I think Jeff's a little bit behind right now. So let's just go with this. I, I'm i going to say what I think Jeff was going to say. I don't think you can take it from what the Browns did here based on the team that they were playing. It's really, really difficult. So I, I'm, I'm trying to look ahead. Do you know off the top of your head who do the Browns play next week? Brian, they play the Colts. Do you think that's going to maybe give a little bit better indication as to what kind of team Cleveland is? Colts do have a good defense. Yeah. So but I'm that that's my biggest thing is like I can't get I'm not well, bottom line is they still had to get it done, and they did. So I'm it's not saying that they are all oh, still a, a bad offense going against a bad defense. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I'm not sure they're that juggernaut of an offense going against this defense. But, man, a game like that, that can give you confidence that you might not have had otherwise, too. You know, and and I get that, but here's the problem. The problem is the Steelers' opponents so far, and we are defending the fact that the Steelers' opponents, even though they're 0-9 combined, the Steelers are still beating these teams. And now we're, we're looking at the uh, – we're looking at all these other teams in our division and we're making excuses. Well, it's the caliber of talent they're playing. So with that rationale, can we say that, well, the Steelers are 3-0 and because of the caliber of talent that they're playing? Because now the, the Texans are 0-4 now. I'm not sure what the, the Giants are playing now. Yes, they are. And the Broncos are, what, 1-3? and Yes. So, you know, now 
you know, Gyro's saying it. Now they're one and eleven. Which which I completely understand. And that's why you can't say that the Steelers is, is a juggernaut offense where the rushing game is definitely back. I would like to see them against a more quality opponent and see that happen. And that's why I'm just trying to be consistent with both the Steelers and the Browns. Like when the Browns, the best opponent they've faced so far this year was the Ravens, and they did nothing. So I hope you're right. Yes. I I I'm no, I don't want to be right. I'm just saying. It's really hard to judge them right now. Just as just as hard as it is to judge the Steelers right now based on their opponents. Jeff? Jeff looks like Andre Agassi, doesn't he? <laughs> with like late Andre Agassi yeah. with his with his hat backwards and uh yeah, and Jeff. Jeff is getting a little bit frustrated because I I know that he's having some 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 technical issues. Jeff used to have the, what, what we call the, he had the premier internet out of everybody in um, with, with BTSC early on with the podcasting. And unfortunately uh, one company was acquired by another and they decided to turn their quality. Um, you know, their upgrades, let's just say weren't exactly upgrades. So Jeff's working on that. So Changes. Brian, yeah. And anything else you have to say here about the, about the, the Browns and the Cowboys? No, you know, and and I agree with the fact that the teams that the Browns have been playing as well, you know, they played the Bengals, they've played the Cowboys, and the Cowboys are not good. And we should now we can look at that for week nine. I believe it's week nine when the Steelers play the Cowboys to feel mm-hmm. a little bit better about that as well. But you know, and they also who they play last week, the Washington football team. The force, yeah. So with that being said, yeah, they, the entire division is playing the NFC East. So that's going to be a problem if you're looking for NFC East teams to knock off your rivals. It's going to be tough. So you have to take care of business against them. I mean, these guys have the potential to uh, – all of these teams have, a, have the potential to run the table on the NFC East teams with the ex- exception, though, of Cincinnati who tied the Eagles. Jeff's back. Yeah. Do we have you, Jefferson? Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. (laughs) (laughs) We we gave him a chance to come back and say what he really wanted to say. And that was worth it. Yes, it was. I can't, yeah. No, no, do you know who really sucks? The NFC East. Do you realize it's gonna be it's gonna be another eight and eight winner? Eight and eight winner is gonna do it again. No, but look at seven and nine, maybe realize right now that. That if tomorrow night is it tomorrow night? Sorry, no. Tonight, if if the Philadelphia Eagles can go into San Francisco against a team completely decimated by injury, and if they can win somehow, pull off a win in San Francisco, they would be in first place by themselves in the NFC East with one and a half wins. <laughs> one, two, and one, baby. One, two, and one would be alone in first place. You know what? I mean, I get <laughs> Jeff, I got to bring this up. One of our touchdown under guys, Matty Peverell, he's still trying to make up for uh, last week almost jinxing the Steelers. He wants to say Dick Shiner is greater than Baker Mayfield. <laughs> and Dick Shiner Dick, played for the Browns too at one point. Yeah. Dick Shiner's legit. <laughs> there you go. Uh, th- we Elite. had a super chat in there, didn't we, Brian? It was also by Matty. Um, really? Okay. I was Australia. trying to look it up. Australian 799 with the Survivor Football League. How do the Steelers buy effect entrance, Dave? 
Jeff um, is stalled like the Jets of offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> um, so far, there there was a warning that said you can't you can't pick the the Steelers and the Texans. There were a couple people that did not make a pick. You could say maybe that was the problem. I can't say for sure. Um, right now, if you want to see this this uh, this league fall to nothing, if you want to see like. 80% of the league get eliminated, then you need to be cheering against the Los Angeles Rams right now because that's who pretty much everyone has has chosen. Um I'm I'm two of the, I mean I've looked at two of the four leagues and that's been the overwhelming choice so far. So but uh, it doesn't look like anybody so far that I've seen. I'm in I'm in the third league now trying to get the load. Nobody chose either the Steelers or the Titans luckily. There you go. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you all hear me okay. I'm on time. Yeah, we got you. Good? No, you're all doing right. good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, I can't stand that guy. His commercials are funny, but I can't stand that guy. The The new one, have you all seen the new one where he's trying to cover up the seats because rain's coming? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That one's pretty. I do laugh. They're pretty funny, but I can't stand that guy. All right. What's the final AFC North game to finish out the show here, Brian? The Ratbirds 31, the Washington football team, or as Dave and I like to say, WTF. Mm-hmm. Um, Washington team football, yeah, 31-17. And I got to tell you, the Ravens did not look great in this game. I, 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 Like I said, I was watching – some people say, oh, it's terrible, but you know what? If I – I grew up with a father that flipped the TV. We only had four TV channels and he flipped them constantly. And that's just how it was. If, if there was two game football games on, he was always flipping the games and you were guaranteed to miss the big plays from one game. Cause he would be worried about another one. He was terrible at judging which one was going to be where you got to see something. So the fact that I had to me, red zone is basically my, my father doing a good job at keeping up a game. So, <laughs> I'm I'm watching Red Zone that one and two because I can watch it on my phone while I'm doing other things. So they rarely showed that game because there was just nothing to show. It just seemed like I mean Washington kicked a kicked a long field goal that hit the upright. Um, even even the the Ravens touchdowns like one was a massive run by by Jackson. So it wasn't like there was a lot to. I didn't see hardly any highlights of that game. Jackson had a 50-yard run that was uh, that was pretty impressive, and Mark Andrews did Mark Andrews. He had two touchdowns, oh, he had two, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he had two, and then Hollywood Brown had 86 yards, and he got a lot of targets from from uh, Lamar Jackson, and he looks to be the real deal. He's uh, he, he's playing really well, and he plays well against Pittsburgh too. And he had touchdowns, I think three touchdowns against Pittsburgh last season, if I'm not mistaken but they did not look like a juggernaut today mm-hmm. and i there was a really interesting stat that came out when i was watching that game and it holds true right now i mean this is the current stat after a loss lamar jackson has five interceptions and five touchdowns so he even struggles after a loss mm-hmm. so luckily they were playing washington if you're a baltimore fan uh, they did not really, I mean, they could have run away for this from this game. Um, Jeff mentioned before we went on, he was like, wow, they barely covered. And they really did. And I, 
I'm looking at this game. I'm thinking, okay, this game could be 45 to 10. Yeah. I thought I, it's not, I mean, they won the game, they won the game handily, but you kind of expected them to come out and dominate after losing. And you definitely did. They let Dwayne Haskins throw for more than 300 yards. Mr. Belding. Yeah. He went over 300 yards against the Ravens who were supposed to have this, you know, amazing secondary and things like that. And depth and it doesn't matter if guys are hurt or whatnot. And it could have just been, I don't know, because I didn't watch the game very much. It could have just been that they gave up a lot of, a lot of yards late because they had a lead. I'm not sure, but it just didn't, it didn't feel like, you know, most of the time when you dominate another team, it's because your defense is coming out there and just shutting them down. And that did not appear to be the case at all. Is Redskins, the, uh, excuse me. Oh. Go ahead. No, I, almost, I called him the wrong name. Go ahead. I was going to say, is it, the, <laughs> is, it, is it the dreaded E word that some people have been throwing around in the live chat? Exposed that on Monday Night Football, the yeah. Chiefs exposed the Ravens. I don't know if it's Brian's exposed, like, like what he was talking about on the preview Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> he was fully oh. exposed. Hey, Sean Manahan put $2 in the tip jar. He said the new Seattle still has two wins or two losses. <laughs> Baker Mayfield still sucks. That's yeah. what he said it should be this year. So. Yeah. Hey, I smoke T-shirt. C- <laughs> C- Seattle Seahawks, they're the only 4-0 team in the NFL right now because all the other 3-0 teams haven't played or are playing right now. Yeah. So mm, Interesting. So Seattle does not have two losses. Yet. What were you about to say, Brian, before you uh, said the wrong team name? Yeah, Washington missed a field goal. They had an opportunity when they uh, scored that last field goal. They they had a chance to uh, – they were very close to the touchdown zone at that point. Next thing you know, they took a dumb five uh, – uh, you know, a, uh, a penalty – went five yards back for too much time, um, a delay of game. I guess that's what it's called or the too much time. Too much time. Uh, <laughs> next thing you know, Mr. Belding gets sacked for 18 yards and they're kicking a field. They had, at one point it was like, and I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken, it was like uh third and uh, or second and 28, but it was actually, no, it was second and goal from the 28. Yeah. So uh, too much time. Too much time. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you're, you're, that's the or 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 is it that the sticks penalty? You know, you've got too much time on my hands. Too many men on the ice. Too many men on the ice. <laughs> oh, oh, but hey, goodness. at least at least. It wasn't like the Cowboys who had Odell Beckham tackled for a 15-yard loss on an end around and then let in, instead it turns into a 50-yard touchdown. That was just yeah, that's crazy. I'm sorry. Right, so let's update the AFC North standings heading into week five. Pittsburgh remains at the top at three and L. And what's the rest, Brian? Dave, I'm gonna defer to Dave because okay, I, 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 I got you it. know what I could do this because no. Cincinnati is what one, two, and one. They're yep. at the bottom, but who's who's the uh, who has the tiebreakers in between? Three and one, three and one, and what the Ravens have the tiebreaker right now. Ravens have the head-to-head right. tiebreaker and the and of course the the divisional record, which the Steelers even after Week Five will not have played at a divisional game. Now I'm trying to look at this. Um, there is another team that has well. 
There, yeah, there's. I'm I'm surprised at how many non-divisional games are being are being played. Like right now, the Las Vegas Raiders are playing the Buffalo Bills. The Raiders don't have a divisional game played yet. How are they going to do when they have to go up against like Kansas City and stuff like that? So I have a theory on that. Okay. And this is something that Jeff brought up way back in May when we were having the schedule reveal. Mm-hmm. What they did was they they front loaded a lot of. Uh, a lot of games out of the division just because if they lost the first four weeks of the season uh, that if you lost those games and, and you said, all right, we can't start for the first month, we're going to start in October. Well, then you could chop off a lot of those games. So there weren't going to be a lot of divisional games up front. There but, was half the, but, but half the Browns games were divisional games. They, they played two out of their four were divisional games. So well, I know that was the, the theory behind it, but I, I don't know that they did that very well then. No, they we're finding out with COVID that they are not doing anything well as far as far as <laughs> yes, he's on my side for tomorrow. <laughs> you need to you need to you need to listen to that one, Brian. And Baker sucks. <laughs> Baker maybe does suck. Now someone asked Kevin D asked the question, does anyone know if the Steelers are gonna have fans? Okay, so the Pittsburgh Steelers went to the Pennsylvania State Health Department and they put forth their plan again because they were told no fans for September. Well, clearly the calendar has shifted to October and they're waiting to hear word, but you would have to think they're going to have to find out pretty darn quick because they have a game at home on Sunday. And so if the Pittsburgh Steelers are allowed to have, I think Art Rooney, the second went on WDVE last week, said they were hoping fingers crossed for 20% is what they were requesting. So 20% capacity of the 68,000, I think is what it is now. Dave might know because he's a season ticket holder. I think with the expanded seating, it's like 68,000 capacity. It used to be 65. Yeah, it's, it's okay. like 68.4 or something like that, if I had to think off the top of my head. So I, they have not, that I've seen, they have not heard back yet, but you would have to think that they would have to know tomorrow. So they can say, all right, we, we're, we're getting, I don't know if they, I don't even know how that works. Like season ticket holders would get dibs people that like, yes. how did they, is that what it was season ticket holders would get first that's dibs? what it is i don't i don't know because i don't get those emails anymore because i filled out the paperwork to opt out mm. at the time that they said uh these will be your tickets but you can't transfer them or sell them and i'm like if i can't even transfer them to the person that i have season tickets with it doesn't do me any good yeah. so I, I was kind of forced into that now i wish i had it you know i don't know that i'd go we'd have to see Heather, like the AD at uh, Pitt as well, is trying to get games for this weekend. Uh, but you know what? I'm not a Maryland. I am a Maryland resident, and I'm not a Pennsylvania resident anymore. But I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking that the first thing that Governor Wolf is going to point to is the fact that the Steelers didn't play this weekend because of COVID. And even though it happened with the Tennessee Titans, I have a feeling that he's going to point to that and say, you know, maybe not October. They had, I guess, I understand what he's what they're doing, but they're mm-hmm. allowing high school fo- high school fans in games. So you're telling yeah. me you can't be right next distant. door to the casino that they've got lots of people indoors. You can't casino. tell me that in I, a sixty eight thousand seat facility you can't have everyone socially distanced. I mean, it's uh, I don't know. I I get it, and you know what? I actually uh, I went back to uh, my high school last weekend, and I went there not expecting to see any fans whatsoever. I I was a guest in in the uh, press box and i got there and there were fans and i that was a last minute thing and i was surprised and it was so supposed to be social distancing and they didn't do a very good job of it i will tell you that that's the only thing that i will say mm -hmm. 
and I don't want to bust on anybody, but it, it seemed like there were masks, but everyone was still bunched up. Dave Shipley puts $5 in the tip jar and says, thanks for spending your time with us on an unexpected buy BTSE family. Thank you, Dave, for the tip. We appreciate it. And uh, Hey, we did what we wanted to do. We came on, we talked about the AFC North games and there's still games being played right now as it's being recorded. So it's not like we can talk about all the games, but this is it. So guys, final thoughts on this episode, Brian, we'll start with you. Hey, you know what? We had football. We had a, uh, even though all the teams I wanted to lose won. You know, it was still pretty good, and I got a nice little nap. <laughs> nice little Sunday. Dave, what about you? Um, I was just trying. I saw someone throw something in the live chat that said that the, the how will the Patriots play in their game when they have 10 positive cases? Where did that come from? That That's not what happened at all. So in case anyone was wondering about that being put in the live chat, that is extremely incorrect information um, or someone that has a super duper inside source. That's so secret. Um, not, none of the known NFL world knows about that yet. So, but um, they didn't get to play. It stinks. Um, we're here with you all because we can enjoy the misery together. But uh, what's nice is for us as fans who get to watch games, you know, it's not good for the players to not get that rest later, but as uh, for us, for fans, we don't, the only other Sunday we have to worry about not having football if there's no other situations like this, which I know is a big if, is is the weekend of Thanksgiving when the Steelers play on Thursday. That's right. And so my final thoughts are just, hey, we're moving right into the Philly game. Right into the Philly game. So hopefully you're paying attention to our podcast platform. If you don't, YouTube is only so many shows, okay? We have so much more out there on audio. Make sure you follow us wherever there are, wherever you listen to your podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, Pop, Pandora, all of them. Follow us. And BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers like Dave and my Point Counterpoint article in our podcast, which is my Let's Ride. Make sure you check that out Monday morning. It's a good listen. Trust me. You'll enjoy it. I kind of go off on the NFL, which is always fun. I like that. So with that said, uh, that's it. That wraps up our bye week, impromptu bye week, as I've been calling it. Uh, as Sean Mannion, we're on to Philly. Not to channel our inner Bill Belichick, but we're on to Philadelphia. That's right. Take it easy, everyone. Have a great rest of the weekend, and let's get after it in week five. Go Steelers. Take it easy. <laughs>